Good morning, FFM. We are so excited that you are joining us this morning on this beautiful Mother's Day. Uh, we just we love the fact uh, that that we can take one day, one day out of the year, um, and do what we should do every day of the year, and that is to honor and love our mothers. And so the first thing we want to do is we want to make sure that all of the moms out there, we know, or that you know that we love you, we're praying for you guys, and we want you to take a, a special Sunday today as you're home with your families. Um, take some extra time to just appreciate the fact that you're home, uh, you, you don't have any of the distractions around you, um, that, but you get to spend time uh, with your family and just just love on them and just love together and just just enjoy the fact that you're spending time together and we're going to we have a couple of things planned for you guys and we're we we are so excited about who you are and we want you to know we love you and we appreciate you and we uh, wouldn't be here without you so um, Eddie has been extra nice this morning, and uh, he's, been, he's been on his best behavior, which is still a long ways uh, to go for him. Hey, we want to remind you, Eddie, 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 Eddie. Eddie, we want, uh, we want to remind you uh, to share, uh, like we say, join our evangelism team, reach the world, uh, share this, uh, this uh, on Facebook. Um, you know what? Grab a copy of the link. Uh, off a of Boxcast or YouTube, we got a, we're up on YouTube as well. Grab a copy of that link and send it out to your friends so that they know where we're at and that they know what's going on, um, and they can join us this morning. And we we really do. We want to have a, just this a massive family gathering uh, this morning. And then you know after we're done, we'll go out and you know do some fishing, spend some time outside, um, and, and you know doing the things that we normally do. Uh, but but for this morning, we want to take some time and and love on them. So please share this. Uh, so that others can join us as well. Uh, push pay. You know, we, we do. We love the fact that, and we can't thank you. And, we, and when we get back and when things are, uh, are, we're having services back here in the building, we are going to take some time as elders and as leaders to just let you know how incredible that, that this church has been, that this body of believers has been in being faithful through these, uh, through these hard times, these economic troubles, that they are, uh, you guys have been faithful as we continue to not meet just a minimum budget, but we continue to meet the budget that, that we believe God had set out at the beginning of the year before we knew any of this would be happening, and you guys have continued to be faithful in that. Uh, so continue. Push pay, um, as always, that's up uh, you know, on, our, on Facebook and um, through our app. And um, through the website, you can access that. And if you have any questions on any of this, you can, of course, as always, uh, just message us and let us know uh, what's going on. Um, the sermon notes in the same place. Uh, they're up on Facebook. They're up on the website or through the My Church app. If you don't have the app yet, uh, it's very simple. Go to, your, go to the app store um, on your phone and search for My Church. Download that app, and then it's a search word. Go to the bottom of that. The search word is firm, firm foundation. Um, you, can, you can find our app, and you know, please, we'd, we'd love for you to join. We have all kinds of great information on there, and we're going to have more information coming up, and I'm going to touch on that here in a little bit. Uh, but first, we want to get to the fun stuff, and this is stuff that I always love and get excited about because they're so much fun, and that's the quiz questions. Uh, so let's go ahead, and we're going we're gonna to review the answers from last week, so let's go ahead and throw up that first quiz question. And uh, we're going to get ready to, to get some answers there as soon as we get that up. All right, so the first answer are, is, how many people were saved on the ark? So on the ark, uh, the Bible records that there were eight people uh, saved on the ark. All right, next answer. What day did God create man? 
And that was on the sixth day. And as you see along the bottom there, you continue to see that. Uh, record your answers and hashtag them to FFM Quiz 2020 and send those, uh, post those up on Facebook. Uh, or just take some time to, to spend with your kids looking up these answers. All right, next one. Uh, the human author wrote the most words in the Bible was Moses. And this was a really good question because there was, uh, I, I missed this one. I thought it was Paul. Um, but there's a... Uh, this one was Moses. He wrote 125,139 words, which is about 125,000 more words than Eddie uses uh, in the English language. Oh, that's, I'm sorry, Eddie. That was mean. I'm sorry. Okay, Eddie was ignoring me, so we're good. No, he wrote 125,000 words of the Bible. So next week, it was funny until he ignored me. All right, who did Abraham send to find Isaac's wife? Who did, what catastrophe did Joseph predict by interpreting the Pharaoh's dream? This is a really good one, especially uh, take some time with your uh, kids and look this one up, the catastrophe that was predicted. And, of course, our shout-out to our mothers. Um, this is a great one for Mother's Day. How did Moses' mother save him from the Egyptian soldiers? Um, and, and you know the story there of what was going on uh, where... The, uh, the, they were out to, to kill all of, all of the newborns, and so uh, the, what did Moses' mother do uh, to save him? And the best part of the morning for me is as these kids continue to fill out these notes and to send them in. We want you to, to, to take your kids, to take the time, and get up on, on Facebook again. We're, they're all in the same place, so we say it over and over. Uh, get up on there with Facebook and... Um, you can find them on the website or on the app uh, to where the kids can follow along with Pastor Don. We take his notes and we put them uh, right up on there to where you guys can follow along. Fill them in. Put prayer requests down. Adults, I'm, I'm, you know what? Go ahead and fill it out. Put your name on it. We'd love to get feedback from you as well. Um, but this week's winner, hey, drum roll in the back. This week's winner, who's going to share? Zeke Britton. Zeke Britton. Great job, Zeke. Uh, and you are one I, I've noticed you have been filling out every Sunday morning, and I'm just I'm proud of you for doing that. Um, as always, not a, no contact drop-off. Zeke, I promise, if you're watching right now, buddy, I promise you can let your dad know what it is you want, but we will not give it to him. All right? We, we know your dad good enough to know not to let him bring you a candy bar back home from church. He'll bring you the wrapper. Hey, I'm excited because we've got some really, really exciting news um, that we want to start making you guys aware of and we want to start planning for, and that is we are starting slowly to make plans for restarting the church services here in the building. And we can hear your applause from here. We are as excited as you are, um, but we're just in the planning stage. So there's nothing. Don't be showing up next Sunday yet, just yet. We got to get plans in place. We have to know for sure, um, you know, that we're honoring our government, that we're honoring the authority, that we're we're showing honor in everything we do. So we are, but we're starting to put those plans together. And we tell you that because. We want to co cover a couple of things so that you guys know what to watch for. So we're going to be starting to put out some announcements. And one of the big things that we're going to most likely have to do is we're going to, we're going to start out with two services most likely to make sure that we have plenty of room, plenty of space um, for that. So to do that, we're going to have some sign-up sheets that are going to go out. 
Um, we're planning on putting those up on up online, up on Facebook. Uh, we're going to get those figured out for sure what we're going to utilize. But when we do share that, please get on there, and we're going to ask you to share how many people will be coming uh, with you and which service time you will be attending. That way we can uh, plan for a number so we don't have, you know, 600 people show up for one service and, you know, 10 people show up for the other one. Uh, but we're going to, if we have to, we're going to ask people to spread out a little bit, um, and, and, which shouldn't be a problem. We're going to be just so excited to have people back here at church, so it shouldn't be a problem. But we'd like to have a number and which service um, that you can attend and... Um, so we can begin to make plans for that. So we'll have that sign up. And as we get the information out there, we want to make sure, as we say every, every time, we want you to share that information. Share that information and share that information uh, to make sure that everybody is seeing it and everybody can get on so that we can come back fully prepared um, and ready to go. And above all else, through all of this, I will make you a promise right now. No matter what decisions are made, Sadly, there will probably be some decisions that not everybody agrees with, and there will be other decisions that not everybody agrees with. And here's the thing, that's okay, because we're going to be here to serve each other. And so whatever is decided in the best interest um, for, for everybody, we want you to know that we do it um, out of a desire to serve you, and we want you to come out of a desire to serve others. That is what being a Christian is truly about is how do we serve others, and it's not about, it's not just about me, myself, and, and, I, and I want us to, to all understand that, that we can serve each other through this, and through serving each other, God's name will be lifted up, and not just in this building, but throughout the community, when the community catches wind of how we as a church have been serving others and serving each other, that's what they're looking for right now. And that's what is needed right now um, as we're going through this. And, and that's where, the, you know, the hoarding and all of that, where everybody is just thinking solely of themselves, is, is really just a sad thing because we as a body of believers, we as Christians, we're called to serve. And we're called to put others ahead. And we're called to, you know, to, to, to raise them higher. And, to, to, and we've seen that. We do. And we see it a lot. But we're going to really be asking um, during this time, now that you guys remember that, and we'll reiterate that, but be excited. Be excited. The plans are getting put in place as we get ready uh, to start getting bodies back in here, uh, to start getting uh, the, just the, the life flowing out of here. But remember this, even when we do come back here, when we do come back and start having our church services, our mission is still outside of those doors where all of you are right now. And so it will be great to get together, but our mission is not going to change. And our focus is not going to change. Uh, we want to continue to have the love of Jesus leaving this building and going out into the community. But we're excited that we're, uh, we're getting ready to do that. Um, again, as we get ready to, uh, to go into worship, we want to remind you, please share this. If you haven't yet, try out, the, uh, try out our BoxCast. Um, it's just, it's a great, um, as far as for watching on video and audio is you're going to just, it's going to be a lot better experience for you. Make sure you get onto BoxCast and, uh, and watch that. So I'm ready. Hey, are we ready? Breno, are you ready? I'm excited. It is Mother's Day. We love all of you moms. We love all of you grandmoms. We love all of you daughters. And so let's take just a second and we're going to pray a blessing over them. Um, as we get ready uh, to go into this time of worship. 
And so, uh, you know what, right where you're at, join me right where you're at. Step up in faith and stand with me and, you know, interact. We, we, can, we can be miles apart, but we're still going to interact. The same Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that is in this place this morning is with you this morning as well. And He's connecting us and He's drawing us together. So stand with me and raise your hands. As Father God, we love you. And we praise you that every thing that has come against us, you have made a way. You have begun to put the pieces in place far before we ever expected any of this to take place, and we can continue to worship and join together. And God, this morning, uh, just the one day, when we want to do it every day of the year, this one day we especially take time to thank you for the, the beautiful creation that is uh, the moms in our lives. And the praying moms and those who aren't moms and who are, who are mothers to others. Um, God, whether it's just through relationship or biological, God, we don't care. Every one of them uh, has a special gift and a special place uh, that, uh, and a special uh, destination that you've placed on them. And God, we do. We love them. We love them. And, and Lord, I pray that right now, um, as they stand with arms raised, that you would put a special blessing upon them. That you would let them feel, God, your love. And you would give them uh, your affection and you would give them just an extra pouring out, God, from a new wineskin upon them. And God, we don't want to go back to that old wineskin. Oh God, we have a new wine that you're pouring out as we, we make steps to go forward, God. We're excited at the thought of a new wine and I want everybody to be excited uh, along with me. God, we are excited that you have a new wine ready to pour out and we're not going to put that into the old wineskin. We're going to put it into a new wineskin because we believe that coming out of this, we're going to see healing. We're going to see uh, healing like we've never seen before and we've got people specifically we're going to be praying for and we've been hearing from already and Karen Hall we're praying for you this morning too. But God, we know that coming from this, we're going to see greater things than we've ever seen before. Greater things are yet to come. And we believe in that. And we're excited for that. And we're going to continue. And I prophesied last night, and I believe that this morning. And I want us to get ready to go right from here. I believe that we are on the seventh trip around the walls of Jericho. We've been marching and we've been marching and I believe we are on that final lap and I believe you will march with us and we will see. We are going to see the walls come down and we're going to see a new era take place and we are excited and we, we cannot wait to see that happen. So join us this morning. Breno, take it away, my man. Let's, let's worship together. Yes, join us as we praise the King of Kings this morning. Yes, God, we praise you for your goodness. We praise you because you are faithful. You are perfect, God. We praise your name, Jesus. Come on, y'all know this. Let praise be a weapon. Let praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. Let it rise, let praise arise. We sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are and we claim your victory. Let it rise, let praise arise. Here we go. 
down every wall We'll watch the giants fall My fear cannot survive when we praise you The God of breakthroughs on our side Forever lift him high For all creation cry God we praise you storm inside of me let it rise let faith arise oh let it rise we'll see you break down every wall we'll watch the giants fall oh fear cannot survive when we praise you the god of breakthroughs on our side forever lifts him high for all creation cry, God, we praise you. Oh, we praise you. Oh, come on, sing it, faith. This is what living. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. Come on, sing it out. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. Come on, every voice, every household. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you, we praise you. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We pray, we'll see you break down every wall, we'll watch the giants fall, for fear cannot survive when we praise you. The God of breakthroughs on our side, forever lift him high, with our creation, oh we're gonna see you break, we'll see you break down every wall, we'll watch the giants Father, you know, praise is a choice. Lifting up your voice is a choice. Declaring the goodness of God is a choice. And I ask, will you make the choice this morning to praise the King of Kings? Will you make the decision to praise in faith, even, even when the circumstances don't look like it, when the season doesn't look like it? Will you proclaim the goodness of the Lord? Sing out with us. I can't hold back my praise. I gotta let it out. I can't hold back my praise. 
took us out of our sin. You took us out of our shame. We praise you for that, Father. You saved us, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, God. We thank you, God, for what you did on that cross. When you saved us, God, you saved us from sin. You saved us, Lord. And we sing about that this morning. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my truth till I made you. I was breathing but not alive. All my failures I tried. To hide, it was mine. Sing it out till I met you. Oh, sing it out. You called my name, and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness into your glorious day. Mercy has saved my soul. Now your mercy has saved my soul. Now your freedom is all that I know. Yeah. The old man knew 
remember that day when God saved you? Come on, let's sing about that. I needed rescue. My sin was heavy. But chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. Now you call me a sinner. Come on, do you believe it? When I was broken, you were my healing. Now you're just feeling so broken to praise God this morning, but um, it's Mother's Day, so shout out to my mom. I love you. Um, she, she found me and she, she told me that, um, she reminded me that um, we bring our first offerings of praise to the Lord and, um, and then we trust in him, we hope in him to take care of the rest. And, and I just think about every time um, the God gave the Israelites victory. He fought for them was when they brought their praise to him first. And they were like, God, we just trust you with this. We just put our hope in you for this. And every time um, David was successful, every time he, every time he had victory, um, 
he declared that the battle is yours, Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this to you. And um, I, don't, I don't know what place you're in. I don't know if the season you're in is, is defeated. It feels like you're, you're in a grave. But um, being weak, flawed humans, um, it's so beautiful that we can put our dependence on God and put our hope in him because he's the only one that can turn our weakness into strength. He's the only one that can turn our mourning to dancing. He's the only one that can turn our ashes to beauty, our graves into gardens. So, yeah, I don't know what season you're going through, but it's not over. Uh, the season that you're in, if you're feeling defeated, the season's not your story. God isn't done.
take a step of faith this morning. Every time, you know, we're about to do this new song called Rattle, and we've had a lot of messages about it, we've talked about it, and this morning we're going to sing it in faith, because the God we serve is miraculous, the God we serve is supernatural. I think of the story of, of the woman with the blood disease in the Gospels, and she was, she, was, she was reaching for Jesus. She was stretching out for Jesus. She was, there was a big crowd that day. She was pushing people. She was trying to get to Jesus. And all she could touch was, was his garment, was, was his pants or was his shirt. Whatever it was that day, he re she reached out and touched him. And immediately Jesus healed her. And this is what he said. Your faith healed you. It was your faith that healed you. It wasn't the prescription she was taking. Come on. It wasn't the surgery she just had that healed her. It was the faith that healed her. And this morning, we're going to take a step of faith. Before we do this song, we're going to lift up some names that we've been lifting up every night at prayer night. We're going to continue to lift up for a miracle to happen. You know, it's 2020. We have a little bit more medicine than what Jesus had. We have gained some, we have gained knowledge. We have gained these resources that have allowed us to give better prescriptions, to give vaccines, to give surgeries. We believe in those things, but we, leave, we believe more in the power of Jesus that is supernatural. And all I'm asking is, am I talking to a people this morning that believe that the power of Jesus Christ is greater than any surgery, is greater than any prescription, any vaccine that we can provide? Jesus can provide more. And this morning, we're going we're gonna to ask Jesus to provide more. We're going to ask Jesus to provide complete healing. We're going to ask it for Aaron. We're going to ask it for Wayne. We're gonna, we're gonna ask it for Billy. We're gonna ask it for Jack. We're gonna ask it for Carol. We're gonna ask it for Matt. And anyone else that's on your prayer list, we're gonna lift them up for complete healing this morning. For complete healing. I'm, we're not just gonna pray that they have a good day. We're gonna pray for a miracle. 
a complete miracle of healing that will blow the doctor's minds away because Jesus is greater than any surgery, any prescription that a doctor can take. So I want you to stand up in your living room right now and uh, lift in faith. You see, the woman that was healed by Jesus, she had to stretch out. She, she couldn't just sit back and, and hope for it. She stretched out. How bad do we want it? How bad do we want a miracle? How bad do we want healing? Are we willing to take a step of faith to reach out for the garment of Jesus and ask for a complete healing? That's what we're going to do this morning. Father, we just declare your goodness this morning. We declare your miracle working power in this place. We believe that you are the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega, the author and the finisher of all things. You remain on the throne. Cancer bows before you, God. All sickness and disease bows before you. All depression bows before you. All brokenness and sin bows before you, God. There is no disease that can defeat the power of God, the power of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit is greater than any disease and any cancer. And we just rebuke all cancer and the people we just lifted up to be gone. In Jesus' name, all cancer to be gone. All cancer to flee the presence of God. All cancer to leave the physical body in Jesus' name. As this song says, I hear the sound of dry bones rattling. We declare life over dry bones this morning. We declare resurrection power over dry bones this morning. We declare miracles to happen. We ask for miracles, Jesus. Your Bible said, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. Seek and you will find. We're seeking for a miracle this morning. We're seeking for dry bones to rise up. I proclaim life over all those right now who are listening and who have depression and who have suicidal thoughts. I proclaim life over every dead bone, every dry bone, in anybody this morning that is seeking suicide, seeking depression, I proclaim those thoughts of suicide to be gone in the name of Jesus. We proclaim life. We proclaim hope to the hopeless. We proclaim peace to the anxious. We proclaim joy to the depressed. And we proclaim life over those who are dead. We're going to sing it out this morning. Yes, Jesus. Disappointment, Sunday's empty tomb. Since when has it possible ever stopped you? Sing it out. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is the praise making dead men walk again. Open the grave. Open the grave. I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. 
This is the sound of dry bones rattling. Pentecostal fire, stirring something new. You're not gonna run out of miracles anytime soon.
Father, we want an empty tomb. Jesus, you told the blind man to see. You told the mute to speak. You told the deaf to hear. You told the paralyzed man to pick up your mat and walk. I pray that over every person this morning listening for a miracle physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, in every aspect. Father, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I proclaim freedom to those who are bound to chains this morning, uh, bound to chains of pornography, suicidal thoughts, bitterness, unforgiveness, loneliness, all those to be gone in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your rain come down and flood our chaos. Flood Facebook, Lord. I rebuke the spirit of division in the church in Jesus' name. The spirit that causes the church to divide in two different parties. I rebuke that. I proclaim unity over Firm Foundation Ministries. I proclaim unity over the church, over the leadership. I proclaim unity over all people in the church, God. As the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, you have come to give life and life more abundantly. We speak life to dead bones today. We speak life over dead bones this morning. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. I hear the sound. This is the praise make a dead man walk again. Open the grave. Sing it out, church. Come on, do you believe it? Open the grave. Let it open up. Open the grave, I'm coming now. Come on, let's go. This is the sound of dry bones. Sing, my God is able. My God is able to save and deliver, heal and restore anything that He wants to. Just ask the man who was thrown on the bones of. church just as the stone that was rolled at the tomb in the garden what happens when god says to move oh i feel it i feel him moving it now i feel him doing it now i feel him doing it now doing now one last time this is the sound this is the sound of dry bones Open the grave, I'm coming now, I'm gonna 
there's a prophetic anointing and I just feel like you need to just receive this in the name of Jesus like God is speaking God is speaking to you personally right now in the name of Jesus he is speaking to you through his power and he wants you to hear the sound of his miracle working power can you imagine the sound of a dry bones a valley full of dry bones coming together. Can you imagine the thunder? Like God wants you to hear that this morning in your spirit. It's a sound that cannot be ignored. It's a sound that grasps all of your attention. And that's what God wants you to know this morning. That he wants to work so, so powerfully in your life. That what he's doing cannot be ignored. That what he's doing grasps every bit of who you are. So that you focus on him this morning what he's doing in your life and so father right now in the name of jesus lord we just receive this prophetic song we just receive this prophetic for weeks god you have parked us in this valley for weeks god you have drawn our attention to these dry bones for weeks god you have prepared us god to hear this sound that cannot be ignored to receive this power god that changes our lives to capture our attention so, Lord, we just receive it right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your stirring. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness. God, we just pray for all of those who are receiving right now. That God, you take this seed and you plant it in their heart so deep, God, that the world can't choke it out. You plant it in their heart so deep that the enemy can't come and steal it. That Jesus, you would do what only you could do with it. So right now, in the precious name of Jesus, we receive it. We receive it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Good. Thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning on Mother's Day. I guarantee you this is a Mother's Day that you have never experienced before. And... Um, None like it before and probably none like it after. But I believe that God has put us in a unique place in order to experience a unique outpouring of who he is. And in that, in that this morning, I, I want you to be ready for what we've got to say. And what I believe the Lord is going to share with us. Our wrestling as an eldership team this week was how do we at the same time stay where God is speaking to us and talk to our mothers in such a powerful way. And we believe that God has put that together. I enjoyed my time with the elders just collaborating over this message and hearing their heart and what God was depositing in them and through them. And so we want you to prepare for that this morning and get ready. Moms, God has got something for you. And I promise you, moms, uh, God knows that there are times when you feel like you don't have enough and you've come to your end and there's nothing left. But God has a message for you this morning. And I promise you, church, that in the middle of this situation right now, this message could not be more timely for who we are. And so I want you this morning, uh, right where you're at, just turn with me in your Bibles uh, to 1 Kings. 
Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Kings. And I want us to look at, uh, starting at verse 7. And this is a familiar portion of, of Scripture, for sure, for all of us. Uh, but I want to read it to you again. Obviously, you, you probably know the story of Elijah and the widow woman. But I want us to receive this story in a fresh and new way this morning. I want us to receive this story in a way that God can speak to us. And it came to pass, verse 7, after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. So Elijah has been at at the brook uh, of Kareth and and he has been there for a long time. And the word of the Lord, verse 8, came unto him saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold... The widow woman was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Everybody say, Fear not. Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. But make me therefore a little cake first and bring it unto me. And after make thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God, of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, and neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day of the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. She and he and her house did eat for many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, uh, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, thou, O man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom. Now, you got to underline that. He took the child. She didn't. The Bible didn't say she handed it. The Bible says that Elijah took the child. Carried him up into the loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou brought also evil upon this widow with whom I sojourn by saying to her son, or slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon Uh, The child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back into him. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came in him again. And he revived. Everybody say revived. So, Father, bless the word of the Lord to the hearing of our ear and the receiving of our heart in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. I, I want to talk to you this morning. I really do. I, wa- I want you to hear the word of the Lord this morning because uh, I, I just don't want to ever get up and preach a message that is a typical uh, a message for a holiday or some of those type of things. Like we always want to step in the steps of Jesus. 
We always want to follow what the Lord is doing. And I believe that every word God speaks, that if we listen, God speaks it with relevance. And God speaks it timely. And you got to understand something this morning. This widow, she starts off with a tiny spark of faith, not a big spark. And, and instead of holding on to what she has, she lets go, and the rest is history. Now today, on Mother's Day, it's a Mother's Day like none of us have ever experienced. It's a Mother's Day like we will probably never experience again. We're going to look at this woman of faith, this woman who wasn't even an Israelite. This woman who, who wasn't even a, a child of God. She was a pagan. We're going to watch what happens here. And I love this story, how this story, can, we can relate to it so much. And if we, just, if, we just, if we just pause for a minute and listen to the Lord, this woman doesn't start out as a woman of faith. Come on, moms, I'm talking to you this morning. She doesn't start out as some great woman of faith, but she sure ends up one. Come on, and that's the, that's the journey of the Lord, amen. Listen, we, we never start out, amen, with who we need to be at the destination. But when we walk with God, when we follow the Spirit of God, when we start to live in obedience, come on, somebody. We, I, we always end up better and stronger than we were before. That's what you need to know right now, moms. That's what you need to know. Whoever you are, mom, this morning, whatever your faith is like, to end up as a person of great faith, you got to start out as a person of somewhat less faith. Now, that may seem obvious, but let PD help you this morning. Let me, let me help you out a little bit, right? This is a truth because the, the problem is we always expect our faith to just be there. But that's not the truth. That's not how it is. Faith is like a mustard seed. It grows. Do you know when faith is like a mustard seed, it starts out little, but it, come on, church. When it starts to grow, it grows into something. The land where Elijah's at, the land where this widow is at. Now, I want you to posture this. Watch this now, because maybe you don't read your Bible like I do, but I want you to grab this, right? It's in the middle of a great drought. The whole land is in the middle of a great struggle. Sound familiar? Y'all not with me this morning. Y'all not helping me. I need, I need at least those in the room to help me. Watch this. The whole land where Elijah and the widow woman are having to deal with an effect of something that, that, is, that is affecting everybody. Listen, that's where we're at today, church. That's where we're at on this Mother's Day. The whole land is affecting. Listen, everybody is affected by something that's beyond their control. Maybe it's not a drought. Come on. But I want to speak to you, Mom. We've been talking about latter rain. Y'all got to get this. And God, we've been talking about how God said pray for rain when it's raining hard. Amen. And, and, and it's no coincidence that God would lead us on Mother's Day to a land that hadn't had any rain for a long time. And maybe, Mom, you feel like that. Maybe you're living in a land where you feel like you're personally drought. You're personally dry. You're personally struggling with some things. This, this time for us is just like the time for Elijah. Listen to me. He's isolated. He's been alone. That's what they've told us to do. And then God comes and directs him and says, go to Zarephath, which we know as Lebanon today. He, he said, go there. I want you to go there. 
Now, Elijah, he's been around. He, he's an experienced prophet. He, he's got to know, hey, life's, life's going to be a little difficult, right? Life, listen, listen, uh, because the word careth, I want you to grab this. It means separated. That's what the word itself means. It, it depicts Elijah's situation perfectly. It depicts our situation perfectly being separated. Listen, y'all. It depicts where we're at perfectly. He was alone. He was without human contact. Listen, it was so bad, God had to arrange birds, nasty birds at that, to bring him food. And then God says, hey, struggling a little bit here. You're isolated a little bit here. You know what I want you to do? In the middle of this struggle, this isolation, this drought, I want you to go to Zarephath. <laughs> Y'all know what the name of Zarephath means, how it translates? It translates into English, fiery trial. God says, hey, I want you to go from the frying pan, come on, to the, to the fire. I mean, if you're like Elijah right now, you've you got to be going, okay, what, what's going on here, right? Well, I mean, I, I, can you imagine as he's walking to Zarephath, he's got to be thinking, what in the world does the Lord have planned for me next? How much worse can it get? Y'all never been through that. Mom, I know you've never been through that. I know you, you never had to deal with anything, Mom, in your life and in your family or with your kids, amen, where, where you ever found yourself looking at a situation and going, I don't know how I could get any worse than this. Hello, somebody. How, listen, and then God speaks to your mom and says, hey, I want you to do this. And then you go, what's God thinking? What's God thinking? And on top of that, if you read your Bible right, you'll, the first thing you should notice is that God don't give him any details. What's this woman's name? Hey, Elijah, I want you to leave. Come on. I want you to leave this place, right, that, that, that literally means separation. And I want you to go to a fiery trial. Uh, and, and I've got a woman there prepared. She's going to meet you there, but I ain't going to tell you her name. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what she's wearing. I, I'm not even going to tell you what her address is. You know what, Elijah, you don't even know, you need to know if she knows you're coming. Come on, Mom. Moms, have you always struggled with God not giving you enough details? <laughs> Why is he asking me to do this? Come on, church, are we in this place right now? Are we in this place right now as a, as a body of believers, as the children of God? And one of the things we're wrestling with is what's next? Why isn't God giving us any details? In the land that we've been separated in, that God is now calling us to uh, uh, through some things. Maybe some of us have gone through some fiery trials, and, and God just refuses. He just refuses to give us any details. He won't tell us what's next. He won't tell us what to look for. He's only saying, expect, expect, expect. He's only saying to us, hey, if you'll be obedient, I got something or somebody waiting for you. Oh, y'all not listening to me today. 
If you, if you just follow my word, I got something waiting for you. Yeah, but Lord, that looks like a fiery trial. Lord, that looks like a struggle. Lord, I don't understand that. That don't make any sense to me. And God says, hey, just get up and go. I got something waiting for you. There's a mom who needs to hear that this morning. The church needs to hear that this morning. If we just get up and go, it don't matter what tomorrow looks like. It don't matter if we don't have a lot of details. What matters is our obedience and that God has something arranged for us when we get to where he told us to go. I wish somebody helped me this morning. Hey, Lord, does this woman have a criminal record? Does God ever do this to you, Mom? Does God ever do this to you? Life's moving along. You're doing your thing. Bam. Hello, somebody. (laughs) Out of the blue, something hits you, and you say, God, what's going on? What's going on? And you get no details, but you're still in your situation. There's another guy God did this to. His name was Jonah. He didn't give Jonah no details either. You know why he didn't give Jonah no details? You know why he ain't giving us no details? Because if God were to actually show us what's in front of us, detail by detail, we'd chicken out. Yes, we would. We'd chicken out. We would chicken out if we knew exactly what to expect, right? We, we, would, we would cop out, chicken out, and pull away. But Elijah, I like this man. He's a little bit different than Jonah was, right? He ain't the same. He's not like just everybody else. He, he's bold. He's confident. He's strong. He's a faithful man. Elijah's a man who's going to do whatever God asked him to do. That's why the lack of details didn't bother him at all. And I want you to know, church, I want you to know, Mom, that if we'll just be like Elijah, we don't need the details. All we need to know is God's on the other side. God's going on the other side and he's arranged for something to provide for us. He's arranged for something to happen that's going to be a miracle. That's going to demonstrate who he is. Sometimes God is silent. Moms, you know this best. Because we like Jonah and we'll refuse to walk in faith if we know what's coming. Sometimes God is silent. Because his awesome power is revealed slowly, but surely. Moms, you know this more than anybody. I know you do. Sometimes the time you spent waiting will intensify the impact of the work of God in your life. Come on, church. I I want you to hear that this morning. Sometimes the wait will make us more ready to receive the word of our Lord when we get where God wants us to be. Right? That's what God is doing. Moms, you know this more than ever because I know you got some children you've been praying for. Amen. I know you got some prodigals you've been longing for. Moms, you got some husbands you've been waiting for. Moms, you got some situations and circumstances and you know this more than anything listen sometimes the time you spent waiting will intensify the impact the the power of the work of God when it gets there here's the truth if we have the details in advance we never walk in faith I said here's the truth if we have the details in advance we'll never be a people of faith so Elijah got to walk in faith he, with minimal details to his fiery trial. Y'all not listening. What happens? I love, I love the way God does this to us. Because of his obedience, the Bible says when he got to the gate of the city, he didn't have to wait very long. Come on. He didn't have to ask any questions. The Bible says when he got to the gate of the city. Come on church. There was the widow front and center. 
look for the phone book. Come on, church. He, he didn't have to ask around. There she was, standing right there, standing out like a sore thumb. She was right there in the middle. His attention was drawn to her. And you know, listen, we want the details of our circumstances from God up front. But God supplies details as we walk in faith. As we step out and arrive, then God begins to direct. Listen to me, church. And, and there are details standing right in front of us. They're right there. Everything we wondered about, everything we worried about, there it is. Because of our obedience, God says, let me show you. If I'm the God that calls, if I'm the God that guides, I'm also the God that provides. Y'all not, come on, church. Here, here's this woman gathering sticks, and Elijah says, hey, I need a drink of water. Now, in the Middle East, this is why I often tell my disciples, we can't read the Bible with Western eyes. That's why we misinterpret the Scripture. Because we often read the Scripture with Western world eyes, Western world views, Western cultures, and we try to interpret what we're reading through those particular things. You can't do that. See, in, in the Eastern culture, you got to grab a hold of this. You, you really got to see this, right? It, it was a very big deal if someone asked you for a drink of water. It would be incredibly rude and unspeakable to deny that person a drink of water. Shameful if she were to be refusing him. Listen, she may be broke, she may be at the end of her rope. But she still has her dignity. She can provide a glass of water. Come on, Mom. Some of you feel right now. You feel broken. Maybe at the end of your rope. But I want you to remember, God will never ask you to do anything that will rob you of your dignity. As a matter of fact, in the middle of your brokenness, in, in, in the middle of your lack... In the middle of your struggle that has brought so much destruction to your self-worth, God might actually ask you to do something that adds to your dignity. I can't do that, but I can do this. And it gives a little hope. You see, I love how God begins to inspire this woman just a little bit because you got to remember, she's going to find two sticks so she can make a little cake for one last supper and then they're going to die. But in the middle of all of this, see, all her hope is gone. Everything is, is out and, and it's over with. It's done. But in the middle of that, God shows up and says, hey, no, there's a little hope. You can do this. Come on, mom. I know you've been struggling when you think you're at the end of your rope. And God doesn't want to rob you of your dignity. As a matter of fact, sometimes God asks you something that gives you a little hope, gives you a little dignity. You can perform this act. You can do this. And you know what she does? The Bible says she doesn't say a word. She doesn't hesitate. She turns right away. And you know what? She, 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 she's hope with hope in her heart. She heads off for a glass to find some water. And as she turns to go get some water... Then Elijah, then God says, let me stretch your faith. Bring me some bread. She's trapped. Let me tell you why she's trapped. While the water added to her dignity... While the request 
for something that gave her a moment where she could do something. The second request was a request for a life commitment. That's all I have. Moms, I know you feel that way. You feel like everyone around you has no problem asking you for a life commitment. And that's heavy. You feel like sometimes everyone around you has no problem always asking for all you have. And then there's God on top of it. Tapped. Exhausted. Beat up. Why bother? It's all over. I'm tired. I'm going to do this one last thing and then I'm done. Everyone, they always ask me for everything. Come on, moms. Right now, just raise your hand if you, so, you ever felt that way. Don't they realize I'm tapped? Come on, my kids ask me for everything. My neighbors ask me for everything. My boss at work asks me for everything. I go to work and I work all day. And then when I get home, my family expects me to work all night for them. I'm tapped. Don't they understand what I'm dealing with? Don't they understand what I'm going through? And then God. Why is God piling on me? Why is God piling on me? Doesn't he understand I'm tapped? Doesn't he understand what I'm going through? And all, See, I'm telling you this morning, God's not piling on you. When God comes in that moment, what God is doing is asking you to let go. He's asking you to let go. He's asking you to trust me. He's not asking you to carry more weight. As a matter of fact, he's asking you to carry less weight. When you're at the end of who you are, then God comes and says, Hey, let go. Stop holding on. Who is this woman? Who We don't know her. And I know there's moms all over who feel that way. Like people don't even know me. People don't even know me. All my husband wants. All my kids want. All my friends want. But nobody knows me. I'm isolated. I'm alone. No one really knows me. I feel like sometimes people don't even know my name. I can hear mom 10,000 times a day, but I never hear my name. Come on, church. Come on, moms. Come on. That struggle you're going through, that wrestling you're going through, that sickness you're going through, that, that circumstance you're going through, that feeling you're going through, like you're tapped. You're at the end of it. Listen, people don't even know my name. No one really knows me. Let me prove it to you in the Scripture that God understands this. He doesn't even give us her name in the Bible. 
We just know her as the widow woman. We know her as a single mom who's trying to make it but ain't doing very good at Usually a widow would have family to take care of her. In the, in the Eastern culture, uh, 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 a brother's, listen, a, a husband's brother would often marry his brother's widow just to provide for her, just to take care of her. You need to leave your other Western culture things out of mind. It was an idea of honor, not perversion. Hello, somebody. She didn't have that. She didn't have anyone. As a matter of fact, if she dies, no one's even going to notice. That day, she picked up two sticks preparing to die, and no one would have noticed. She's a nobody. She's this phantom in her neighborhood. She comes and goes and no one knows. She's from this, she's so much a non-person. We never even learn her name. She literally is a non-entity. At this point, this drought's three and a half years long. Come on, church, we think we've been through something because we've been in a couple of months of And I agree with what Matt said last, last week. There's a lot of people who are comparing this to end time persecution. We have not begun to be persecuted. We're still preaching the gospel. Come on, church. We're still seeing people saved. We're still seeing great things of God happening. As a matter of fact, we're still feeling the outpouring of the Spirit coming so powerfully that God is telling us to anticipate even more. And even if you aren't convinced of that, let me tell you this. The church has always prospered when it's persecuted. There's always been power in persecution. And so I got you on both ends. Come on, somebody. I got you on both ends. Three and a half years this struggle has been gone. They're at the end of all their resources. And everybody who is limited in resources, she doesn't even make the charts of everybody who's struggling. She's at the bottom of the bottom. I want you to hold out your hand this morning. And I want you to look in the palm of that hand right there. I want you to see how much flour would actually, how much meal would actually fit in the palm of your hand. That's all she's got. It ain't very much. Maybe a third of a cup. Maybe. Not even that. And I love the scripture that if you watch and you pay attention here, mom, pay attention to this. Listen to what's going on. She doesn't say no. She's just pointing out the reality that there ain't enough. She literally has nothing. She literally is nobody. Yet God's about to use it for great things. Come on, Mom, let me speak to you this morning. I want you to grab a hold. I don't care who you are listening right now. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what denomination you're from. I don't even care if you're not a Christian this morning and you're watching. I want you to understand, Mom. Listen to the word of the Lord for you this morning. I don't care if you're perfectly healthy or you're laying on your deathbed. You better watch what God is about to do. Listen to me, church. God is preparing you to use you for great things. 
Watch this. You get it, moms. I know you do. And I want you to understand, moms, you need to begin to get ready. You need to begin to get ready. You need to write that down. I need to begin to get ready. I'm a mom, and I need to begin to get ready. Do you see what's happening here? Do you understand what God is setting up, both you, amen, as a woman, and the church? Do you understand if God operates this way in the lives of those in the Scripture, why would we expect God to operate any different in our life, in our church, and in what He's doing as He pulls out His Spirit? Listen, mom. If the weakness of this widow makes her strong, if the weakness of the Apostle Paul makes him strong, why is it so hard to believe that in your weakness, that is what God plans to use to make you strong? What do you need for God to use you to do powerful things? A weakness. Oh, man, there's a revelation. What do you need? Y'all are listening to me. Church, what do we need for God to use us to do powerful things? We need a weakness. We need a weakness. Why? Because when I am weak, then I am. Then he is strong. Do you understand? Because when I am weak, I cannot do it on my own. That's when I've got to let go and let God take over and do what he's wanting to do. And that's all God is asking for this widow. He doesn't want her cornmeal. He doesn't want her oil. He doesn't want her last supper. God wants her to let go. And trust him. And I tell you right now, God does not want you at the end of your rope dangling by a thread. Amen. And ready to die. God wants you to understand that when you let go, you fall into the ever-loving care of a God who's faithful. Of a father who loves you. And of a God who intends to use who you are for the fame of his name on planet earth. God wants to use you to prepare this world for revival. God wants to use you, mom, to prepare this world for revival. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up. Y'all never heard a Mother's Day message like this before. You won't ever hear another one like it either. Does this woman, who doesn't even have a name, have any faith at all? Verse 12, she says, I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, and we're going to eat it and die. If there was ever a phrase that spoke of faith, this was not it. And yet, come on church. Listen, she's a pagan. Let me prove it to you. She worshipped false gods. She's not a Hebrew. She's not a believer. How is God going to expect a person to act in faith when there is no faith? Not so fast. Here's a hint. Are y'all listening to me? There's a little twinkle. There's a, there's a teeny little bit. At the beginning of verse 12, she says, As surely as the Lord, your God, lives. All my gods are dead. The gods I worship they're mute. Hey, the gods I worship too, they ain't never spoke to me. Hey, the gods I worship, they ain't never been alive. I'm a pagan. I worship false gods. But Elijah, I know who you are. I know you are a man of the living God. And she says, as sure as the God you worship lives. She acknowledges that there is a God. And that is the start of faith. 
Come on, church. That's where it all begins. Hey, it's like you planting that mustard seed in the ground. That's where faith begins. Faith is, it, 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 listen, if it's just a mustard seed in a dry place, it ain't going to grow. You got you to gotta let it go. I said you got to let it go. You can hold that mustard seed in your hand all you want to. And you can claim that faith, amen, if I could just have faith the size of a mustard seed. But I'm here to tell you this morning, I'm not the smartest uh, rock in the box. I'm not the sharpest crayon in the box. But I can tell you, if you don't ever let go of that mustard seed and put it in the ground, it ain't never going to grow. You got to let go of that thing. The Bible says she went and did what Elijah said. There's a leap. She just jumped up a whole bunch of hurdles. Come on, church. She goes from a teeny, tiny faith to enormous, huge faith. She goes from the person with the least amount of faith in the town to the person with the greatest amount of faith in the town in the blink of an eye. And I want you to understand, I believe that's amazing. I wish I had somebody help me. I mean, you don't understand. Elijah's asking for everything. He's asking for a life commitment. He's asking for her, amen, to do the impossible. He, he says, I want to be fed first. She can't divide it up and make sure everybody has some. She's she going to make a cake and then change her mind. She can't do that. I want you to understand, once a cake's been baked... It's been baked. She has to give away something first. You know what she's doing? She's choosing death for her and her son. I put this up because I, I, want, I want you to get it. God defies our logic. Because we always see our faith as holding on when God sees our faith as letting go. Let me prove it. When a friend, when you're going through a trial, when you're going through a struggle and a friend asks you, hey man, how you doing? What do you say? Well, I'm just holding on. Oh, come on. You're struggling and somebody who loves you comes up and says, how you doing? I'm holding on. I'm holding on. But right here we see the opposite. She ain't holding on. She's letting go. The word of the Lord comes to her in such a powerful way. And Elijah speaks. It's like God speaking to her through Elijah. And God says to this woman, don't be afraid. I know you're at the end of your rope. I know you're expecting death. I know you think it's all over with. Don't be afraid. For this is what the word of the Lord God says the jar of flour won't be used up. The jug of oil won't run dry until the day the Lord gives rain. Right there. I think right there is something inside of her that says, take a step. Take a step. Come on, Mom. I want you to take a step this morning. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. It defies logic. It's contrary to everything you have ever done in your life. And yet, here this woman is doing that. She turns right around, walks to her house. She does something within a few seconds that she would have not done 10 minutes earlier. Who's listening to me today? This is a prophetic word for the church and for every mom. 
could give up all they had knowing it would lead to their death? Who could give up all? What mom who's listening right now could give up everything you have without an argument, without a fight, without a huge struggle, knowing that if you gave that up, it would lead to the death of your child? You're good moms. That's why you couldn't do it. Because you love your children. And it doesn't make sense. I don't think there's one of us. And I don't think she could either. But God blessed her with a faith to take a step. And she responds. And it's clear that the Spirit comes upon her and gives her faith. Amen. To do what was needed to do and to continue to put her on a path of faith that's going to be even great. A faith that's going to bring revival. I'm setting you up. Come on, God. I prayed. And as the eldership team, we worked. We worked. We were on a Zoom call and we just worked this out. We talked about it. We said, God is clearly, God is clearly speaking revival to us. God is clearly saying, preach towards revival. I'm coming. I'm pouring myself out. And, and, and we wrestled as an eldership team last Monday night. How do we do it? How do we continue to speak revival and speak to moms? I'm setting you up. Let me tell you something. You people have the most in-tune eldership team to the Spirit of God because, man, I was taking notes as every one of them was sharing. Watch this. Watch this. Instead of holding on, instead of holding tight to the last thing she has, she let go, and upon her came the Spirit. And God has been speaking to us. He has been speaking to us that he wants to pour his spirit out. And I want you to understand. I, I know that the last time you guys were in this building, you always felt the presence of God. But I'm telling you right now, when you get back here, you better get yourself ready. Because there's been so much more. I don't think you're ready. I don't think you're ready, amen, for the tsunami of the spirit of God. Y'all not listening to me, to the flowing of God. His revival is coming. What are you holding on to that God wants you to let go? so he can do just that revive us and wake us up it's one thing to say we believe something it's another thing to have action what you've been holding on to some of you have been thinking about faith do I have it have I lost it what does it even feel like? Some of you are hoping the faith will slowly creep up on you. And some of you are so worried about it. But you want it so bad. But you're like, man, if faith comes, will it hurt? Is it going to hurt? When the Holy Ghost gets a hold of me, is it going to? Oh, y'all listen. Ha! I better watch out. Some of you want to know every cotton picking detail before you take a step. And it's no wonder you struggle with experiencing the Spirit of God. Some of y'all are saying, it's seeing is believing, so I got to see it. Listen, the Bible says the Spirit of God is like the wind. You don't see it, but you know it's been there. Come on, somebody. Hey, 
I woke up the other morning, Brino. Hey, are you ready for this? And, and, and it was a bright, sunshiny day. And, and I said, I thought the wind was supposed to blow last night. I thought it was supposed to be really strong winds. And I pulled back the curtains to my backyard. And all over my backyard, my lawn chairs were strode from one side to the other. Listen, I didn't see the wind and I didn't hear the wind. But I knew it had been there. And God wants to tumble some of y'all. God wants to... when you see the spirit let me tell you what you're going to see you're going to see things turned upside down and turned over. That's what you're going to see. Amen. You're going to see things, amen, that might look to you right side up, upside down. But all of a sudden, God has moved the upside, amen, to the downside. And the downside to the upside. When the Spirit of God hits you, amen, you ain't going to see it, but you're going to know it. This holding back, this standing still. Let me tell you something. It's an illusion of moving forward. God doesn't ask this woman to do anything out of the ordinary of her life. She can cook bread. She's got the ingredients to do what God has asked her to do. I'm telling you, Mom, God's not asking you to do anything. Out of the ordinary of your life. God's not asking you to do something that you don't have the ingredients. He's not. He's not asking for you to do anything that you can't. God didn't ask this woman to build some great church. He didn't ask this woman to go be some great missionary. He didn't ask this woman to travel to some foreign land and live where the language is what she doesn't speak. He doesn't ask her to give up her house or to testify to a crowd of people. Moms, God isn't asking you for that either. You better watch this. He's asking you for a small piece of bread. Granted, it's all you got, but it wasn't something that was beyond who you are. Faith isn't about huge product, projects. Faith's about everyday life. God uses the ordinary, the everyday, even the somewhat boring to do what he wants to do to build our faith. Something spiritual hit her. It wasn't a material thing. It has to be believed before she can take action. Or she wouldn't have made the bread at all. She felt as if she was limited in what God was asking her to do. She felt as if she wasn't much of a person. That she didn't have much to offer. And let me tell you something, moms, you feel that way too. I want you to hear me and hear me good right now. Church, you, you might, we might be in the same place, right? We, we all might be together with our moms, the body of Christ and our moms today. We may feel limited in what God is asking us to do. We may feel like we're not much of anything and we don't have much to offer, but that's nonsense. Let me tell you who takes Mother's Day flower and extends it into Mother's Day flowers. Not the woman, God. <laughs> Let me tell you who takes a Mother's Day cake and turns it into many Mother's Day cake. Remember Paul, he said, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Are y'all holding on? Last page of notes. I'm, I'm setting you up. Moms, ladies, 
You do the same as she did. You look at what you do not have. And how much you do not measure up. And you believe you're not much for God. Some of y'all right now have been struggling with some things that you feel like it's over with anyway. I'm not much left for God. Life has drained me of my life. Life has taken me away. Taken everything that I've had. This situation or this circumstance has sucked all the life out of me. This sickness or this disease is robbing me of the very life God has given me. And I don't expect to live very long. Come on church. In the spirit some of you are like that. In the physical some of you are like that. You don't believe you're much left for God. But I want you to understand that's God's business not yours. This woman lets go and the blessings come raining down. Hello, somebody. It's like the loaves and the fishes, the flour and oil. They don't run out. This handful, this limited inventory, the one thing that was between her and death, she lets go of the one thing, the tiny bit of faith begins to expand like leaven inside of a... Come on, church, but there, there's more to it for the amazing. She really doesn't believe yet. She really doesn't believe yet. And I mean, it's clear that she believes to some degree, but she's not convinced completely come on I know I know this is where the rubber meets the road today if we're just honest no matter how much we love Jesus we right there but this miracle goes on day after day it's a ridiculous amount of flour and oil that never runs out and life goes on this great leap of faith this woman experienced this amazing moment becomes becomes Routine. This is the problem when we live in a time in an area where God is always pouring himself out. Where God is always doing miracles. Where God is always moving. It just becomes routine. And life just goes on day after day. And that's no big thing. That's no big thing. Come on church. Tim Carpenter and I went on a fast some years ago together. And Tim confessed that he had really never done much fasting in his life. Uh, and and uh, we were praying with each other every day and talking to one another. And, and uh, I, I contacted Tim one day and I said, hey, how you doing, brother? I mean, it was a, it was a week-long fast we were on. And Tim texted me back and he said, you know what? The one thing I've realized through this fast so far is I've never really been hungry a day in my life. We eat and eat and eat, and, and then times we, you know, we, we maybe have to skip a meal. By the time we get to the next meal, we're like, man, I'm starving. Come on, the routine gets normal until the routine gets taken away. And I want you to understand something. God may actually be doing something in our hearts and lives so that when we come back to where we had been, we realize how precious. Oh, oh, woo! I gotta go. Day after day, one more cake, one more fire, one more faith. And all of a sudden, the miracle that we experienced in the beginning just becomes flat. You know what Elijah's got to be thinking? Because he's been around. 
I'm in Zarephath. Where's the fiery trial? But since I've been here, all I've seen is a buffet. I told you I've been setting you up. Since I've been here, it's been endless meals. And then verse 17. The Bible says some time later. Not the next day. The Bible says some time. Some time takes place. The son of the woman who owned the house became ill and he grew worse and worse and finally he died. And Elijah's got to say, aha, there's the fiery trial. For this single mom, what good is an endless jar of flour if she cannot share the blessing? Oh, come on. So she gets mad. Come on, Mom, you ever been mad? Some of y'all mad right now. You mad at your family? You mad at your kids? Moms, I'm talking to you. You mad at your husband? He might deserve it. You mad at life? You mad at the, uh, at the hand of cards you've been dealt? This is not what I expected. This is not what I was anticipating. You mad? Some of you church people, you mad too. Don't be elbowing, mom. You mad? You mad at the government? Because they took something away from you. You mad at the government? Because they might ask you to wear a mask. Boy, I'm meddling today. Somebody just tuned out right there. You mad? Because we can't. You mad? You know what she said? After all these blessings, after God had moved so powerful, you know what she said to Elijah? The man of God who had showed up and God used powerfully to provide a miracle. You know everybody in town was talking about it. You know what she said to Elijah? What you got against me? Man of God. Did you come here to remind me that I'm a heathen, that I'm a pagan? Did you come here to remind me of my sin and to pay me for my sin with the death of my son? Mad at you. Come on, somebody. Oh, boy, Pastor Don's preaching, but I'm going to love you in a minute. This woman who has this amazing leap of faith, 
She's seen a miracle repeat itself day after day after day in her life, reminding her that faith is not an illusion, that the power of God is not uh, something uh, that isn't real, that, that, that God's power isn't something that is to be diluted or watered down. She's seen a daily miracle, but the death of her son's just too much. Come on, Mom. And then Elijah steps into action. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And verse 19, and he said unto her, give me that boy. The Bible says, and he took him out of her arm. I, I just read my Bible a little bit different. I see him snatching. She's mad. She's screaming at Elijah over the dead body of her son. She's holding the dead body of her son, and she's looking at the man of God. This is your fault. You did this. And I want y'all to understand, Elijah ain't no shepherd. He ain't no pastor. He's a prophet. Give me that boy. Maybe God will correct me when I get there, but it looks good in my mind. Give me that boy. Come on, church. Why does he take this boy out of her arms into another room? To prove again that a miracle can't happen unless you let go. Mom's your key to revival. I said, Mom's your key to revival. Moms, you don't understand that your letting go faith is key to what God is about to do with the body of Christ. Moms, you don't get it. Moms, you don't understand. You think you got to hold on to everything, but God is calling you to let go of some things. And that letting go is key to revival. I'm setting you up. See, it's that moment where she turns back to make a, a cake. It's just like that moment where she lets go instead of holding on. Right there she is again. She finds herself in her weakness, she, but she does doesn't hold on. The Bible tells us that she lets go. And, and you got to see, Elijah says, oh Lord my God, let this boy live. Let this boy live. Let his life come back into him. And you know what was the outcome? Revival! Yeah. The word revive means to bring back from the dead. Y'all not listening to me. She was the key. Her letting go was the key to revival. Revival happens. And the revival that you think you experienced when you gave a little bit away ain't nothing compared to what God wants to do when you give it all away. That boy was revived. Oh, y'all not listening to me. The Bible says that his life came back into him, that he was revived. Amen. Talk about a Mother's Day present. I'm telling you, Pentecost is coming. I'm telling you, revival's coming. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is coming. I'm telling you, lost is going to be saved, and the sick are going to be healed, and the demon-possessed are going to be set free. I'm telling you, God is coming. God is coming. You better let go. You better let go and watch revival happen. Yeah. it's right I don't have a trick Bible it's right there and that woman said now I know you're a man of God come on somebody 
Now I know, I know that the word of the Lord is in your mouth. Now I know that what you're speaking is true. Now I know that what's happening is of the Lord. This mother starts out as a woman who has a tiny spark of faith, a faith that's only enough to see her through one more meal, and that's pretty much all she had. But you know what? That isn't enough. It's not enough. God, to change her world in a whole split second, she let go, and revival came to her house. Revival came to the city. Revival came to a land, and shortly after that, the rain started. Y'all not listening to me. Moms, how many moms, how many mothers were a part of the 120 in the upper room? Come on, mom. How many women? I'm going to ask the worship team to come. And I'm going to close with this illustration. Don't you get this? You remember teaching your kids how to ride a bike? Remember? The whole time... Your kid's hanging onto your arm like some G.I. Joe Kung Fu grip. And then comes that moment, that second in time, when they stop holding onto your arm and they start riding that back on their own. That's our experience with faith. To get there, we got to let go. Stop waiting for the details. Stop waiting for the details. Stop holding on to that thing that you've been holding to and let God have it. I need you to understand this morning, moms, you're an incredible gift to us and to the body of Christ. I want you to hear me this morning, moms. I believe with all my heart that you are the key. You are one of the keys to revival. This is a good word for you today. What God wants to do, he wants to stir us. Stand with me right where you're at. Come on, stand with me right where you're at. And if you're standing next to a mom, just lay your hand on her shoulder. If she's your wife, if she's your mom. We want to bless her today. We want to say thank you for your faith. The sacrifice is everything. Who mm. to say thank you for giving your all, even at your own detriment. But we don't want your heart to be sad today. We want to bless you because you're the key to life. Your faith to let go brings the life of God. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just pray for every mom who's listening right now. Touch her heart, touch her life. Pour your spirit out on her and encourage her today. Let this be a day of blessing in her life. Jesus, come and do what only you can do in the heart of a woman. 
in the heart of a woman. Bless this woman of God. Bless this handmaiden of the Lord. And Father, let her faith bring revival to the land. Those of us who've been dead, let us be revived. The body of Christ has been dead. Let it be revived by the faith of our moms. Revival's coming. Revival's coming, and you're the key. I want you to receive this word from the Lord. I want you to receive this word from the Lord today. We believe in your goodness. We believe in your gift. We believe in who you are. We want to bless you today as a church, as a ministry. Firm Foundation Ministries says bless you in Jesus' name. Receive the word of the Lord to your heart today and be encouraged. Whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you're dealing with, understand. God has not brought you this far. Not to finish what he's been doing. finish line looks different for everyone Paul just said I finished my race and then God said well done mom press in let go and watch what God will do with your faith I asked my wife to come today she hasn't come for a long time because she represents she's like the mom of the church and I believe that she stands in the sanctuary today representing all of you moms to receive where you're at and what God is doing. We love you. We, we want to bless you with this song. And so I'm going to step away. I want you to hear this song, and then I'm going to let Breno close us in prayer at the end of it. God bless you. If you're listening to this message today, go bless your mom. Go bless her socks off and look her and say, you're the key to life in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you. sing it again. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face for Make his face shine upon
Yes, God, we just thank you for this morning. Thank you for your presence in this place, for speaking us, God, a divine word from heaven. And we receive it this morning. And Father, I just pray a blessing over every family listening right now, that you will be on the throne of their hearts, that you will be the center of their attention, God. And as we just continue to, to move forward, Father, in the different things that are happening in our society, God, let us live a life of love. Let us live a life of, of honor and respect. Because whether we're together in the same room or not, you are still on the throne and you're still moving in this community. So we just pray a blessing over all those who are listening tonight, this morning. We ask that you just continue to be the center of our attention. We give you all the praise and glory, God. And in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Have a great day. Have a great Mother's Day. Peace out.